Hey everyone, welcome to Murders of Mum. I'm Katie. And I'm Mum. And today we're going to be talking about the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Now you've definitely heard of this one. I have, I have. So to start off, we're going to be talking a little bit about our um, victim, I guess you'd call her in this situation, um, who was a woman called Dee Dee Blanchard. She was born Claudine Peter in Louisiana near the Gulf Coast in 1967 and grew up with her family nearby Golden Meadow. She was one of five children and her parents were called Claude Anthony and Emma Lois. And um, she was a character from quite early on. <laughs> so she, basically a lot of her relatives recalled that she had a habit of stealing from her family. Okay, nice. They basically thought that it was retaliation from when things like wouldn't go her way. Right, okay. Which, for that to be like one of the first things you think of when you think of her is quite interesting. Um, In her early adult life, she worked as a nurse's aide. And we're going to see quite quickly that her family have a lot of suspicions around her and none of them are good. Okay, sounds interesting. Because their next suspicion was that in 1997, she potentially killed her own mother by denying her food because she was a carer for her mum nice nice lady yeah that's Um, so horrible I know like to be a carer and deny people the things that you're supposed to be providing as their carer and and that is one thing but to be like for it to be your mum yeah that's a whole other level isn't it yeah when Dee Dee was 24, she got pregnant um, by her uh, husband at the time. Well, I think he was her boyfriend um, and he was called Rod Blanchard and he was 17. Right. Did you say how old she was? Not that it makes sense. She was 24. Oh, that's quite an age group. Yeah. Um, and shortly before... Um, Shortly before Gypsy was born in July 1991, the couple separated and Rod basically said that he realised that they got married for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Now, Gypsy Rose was named because Claudine liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a big fan of Guns N' Roses. Okay. So it's quite, um, not that long ago really, is it? Not at all. I always think this case happens, like, earlier on than it did, if that makes sense. Yeah, me too. Like, I always think this case happened, like, years and years ago, and it's actually not that long ago. No. I think, um, for me, there was a film years ago called Gypsy Rose Lee, mm. and um, that's, I think that's what I kind of associate it with, which is, like, quite an old film. Yeah. That's why I think I um, associated with that. And the mum in that film um, 
she basically made her daughter go on stage and earn her money for her, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and the daughter didn't really want to do it, but she had to. That That's not what happens in this story, but in terms no. of how the mother is, it's quite close. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Gypsy was born on the 27th of July, 1991, and she was ever so slightly premature. Um, I think she was around the same. How early was I? You were um just under three weeks. I think she was around the same. Right. Um, Dee Dee claimed though that it caused brain damage for Gypsy, and it was only when Gypsy was a few months old that Dee Dee claimed that the health problem started. Right. She was convinced that Gypsy had sleep apnea and took her to the hospital for tests. Now, usually this happens in older people. Yeah. You never um, heard it happen- happening in a, <clears throat> in a child. No, I haven't either. And it's <clears throat> very, very, very slim chance that it happens to children, let alone like infants. Yeah. So when. The doctors obviously tested her for it. They couldn't find any evidence. But Dee Dee refused to accept that. She knew that her child was ill, and so she claimed that Gypsy must have a chromosomal disorder. A few years pass, and the diagnosis um, of illnesses was basically just added on and on. Um, Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy and so she got Gypsy a wheelchair. Gypsy believed that she was paralysed and that she needed this wheelchair. That's so sad. That's so sad. It's awful. And her next... Why wouldn't you believe it if your mum told you? I know, like, if if your mum tells you that you're poorly and that you have something, it's like, okay, then I, I do, I must have it because my mum said I do. Yeah. Like, my mum wouldn't lie about me being sick. Her next diagnosis was epilepsy and then leukaemia. So she actually got diagnosed with all these things? I think it was... Um, DD sort of forcing doctors' hands. Yeah. So when doctors would disagree, she'd go to another doctor. Yeah, and just find, just keep going until she found one that that would agree. I don't know if the leukemia ever got like formally diagnosed because you can't really <laughs> diagnose that unless there's proof of it. Well, yeah, they'd have to do, you know, have the blood tests and everything, wouldn't they, for that? Yeah. Um. So DD starts obviously telling Gypsy that she has all these illnesses, all these disorders. And so she starts shaving Gypsy's hair. And she goes, well, your hair's just going to fall out because of your cancer. And Gypsy was devastated and really traumatised, but eventually she let her mum do it. Yeah. Now, when you're little, like, you want to be like other kids. Yeah. And hair is like... 
people might not think it, but hair is important. Like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, sad that when people have to lose it. So doing that, traumatizing a child with that on purpose. Yeah. It's just horrendous. And like when you're little, stuff like that is so important when you're trying to stick in that not having your hair, like, well, Gypsy said she was traumatized. Like she was devastated to lose it. Yeah. Well, and the worst thing is that she never needed to. That's the saddest thing, isn't it? Yeah. Now, this wasn't the only thing that she was doing to Gypsy. Um, Gypsy was also taken out of school and she was starting to be taught at home um, because of her cancer and she didn't want people, like, discovering that Gypsy didn't have it. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. But the reasoning she used was that um, Gypsy couldn't keep up with the other children anyway. Yeah. And basically that... Gypsy had the brain of a child and Dee Dee would continue to tell people this when Gypsy grew up and doctors listened to Dee Dee and would operate on Gypsy and stuff like that for whatever Dee Dee said that she had and when they were out and about if somebody was speaking to Gypsy they had a signal where Dee Dee would squeeze Gypsy's arm or her hand when she said something that came across too like her age or too smart or anything Clever. like that. Yeah. Because it was like, you're not, like, you can't say things like that. Obviously, I said operations, and you may be thinking, what were these operations that yeah. she had to go through? Surely they must have been justified. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? She had her saliva glands taken out. Like, why, though? Why? I mean, obviously, there is a reason why they do. I don't know why they would do it, but there must be a reason. But then why would they just do that with somebody if they, if it wasn't, like, 100% sure? Well, Dee Dee said that there must have been a problem with them because Gypsy was always drooling. Because Dee Dee had discovered that if you put um, anaesthetic on your lips, you dribble. Well, yeah. Like so when you go to the dentist. So she was doing that. So Gypsy was dribbling all the time. So she had her saliva glands taken out. I, I just the, the thing that bothers me with this is surely doctors wouldn't just take your word for it. I, I mean, you'd think that they wouldn't. But like she had a feeding tube put in. Because um, Dee Dee said that she couldn't eat properly. She ate fine. Um, She had operations on her eyes and ears and tests to see, like, why her legs were paralysed. And throughout it all, Gypsy and Dee Dee remained close. They used, like, Gypsy felt like she needed her mum to survive because she had all these terrible illnesses. Well, yeah, she was. She felt like she was totally dependent on her, didn't she? Yeah, and Dee Dee stayed close to Gypsy because Gypsy was her meal ticket. Gypsy was the way she was going to get sympathy and attention. Yeah, because um, if she wasn't close to her and Gypsy got better, miraculously, mm. um, she wouldn't be getting all the stuff that she had. Yeah, exactly. 
And this is really sad, but Gypsy has been quoted as saying that the two were like a pair of shoes and in a way that they were never good without the other. Yeah. That's how dependent they, she was on her and her dependent Dee Dee was on Gypsy, but in like a different way. Yeah, yeah. Well, she didn't want to be found out, did she? No, and she wanted to continue to get all the benefits that she was getting by Gypsy being ill. Because I, I don't know how true this is, but watching the film, you know, they yeah. were getting people were sending them gifts and money and all yeah. sorts, weren't they? Yeah, so she was getting child support um, because at this point, obviously, Rod and Deeds had been split for a while and Rod Blanchard wasn't around and she claimed that it was because he'd abandoned them. So she yeah. was claiming that she never saw any child support, but he was paying her child support. She was just using it for other things. Yeah. And then she was getting money from the state because of Gypsy's disability and all this kind of stuff. So at this point, Gypsy's got leukemia, she's got epilepsy, she's paralysed, she's got muscular dystrophy at this point. Yeah. But obviously, and I'm going to say this now for anybody who doesn't know this case, Gypsy wasn't ill at all. It was Dee Dee who was ill. She had yeah. what we call Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. Which is basically forcing your kid to stay sick in order to gain the attention and benefits from that. Yeah. Including, like we said, financial benefits, attention, like all that kind of stuff that they feel like they can't do unless they have this sick child. And it is like, it is a condition that people have. And this is. is one of the most famous cases of it because of what happens in the end. Yeah. So in 2005, another tragedy hits Gypsy's family and Hurricane Katrina hits Louisiana where they lived. So luckily Dee Dee and Gypsy went into a shelter and were safe and fine from it. Yeah. But all their stuff was ruined. And Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy's medical records had been lost in Hurricane Katrina. Oh. So because obviously everything has been destroyed, they decide to move to Missouri and a charity called Habitat for Humanity um, had a load of volunteers that built a house especially for them and it had special things like special access for Gypsy and it was in Gypsy's favourite colour, it was pink. Mm. So you can go online and you can see a picture that was in the paper of Gypsy and Dee Dee in front of their pink house. Mm-hmm. So they got a house for free. Yeah. Because of Gypsy's, quote, disability. Yeah. What are they, one of these called? Uh, Air quotes. Air quotes, yeah. And Dee Dee was basically saying, like, oh, um, like, we're, we're struggling through life. I'm a single mother who doesn't get any support. I work as a full-time carer. My daughter's, like, tragically ill. And so the community, like, really rallied around them and would offer them support and basically saw them as like Dee Dee was this like loving devoted like doting mother who gave up everything for her sick daughter and Gypsy was this loving 
um, what's the word? A fragile, like, little girl yeah. who couldn't yeah. Could do, do anything, anything for herself. It's difficult to explain exactly how Munchausen by proxy works because obviously if you don't have it, you don't understand it. If you haven't been a victim of it, you don't understand it. But the more sympathy and attention and more people you get rallying around you, the more it feeds into this disease. Yeah. So here you have the best of humanity with one of the worst kinds of humanity. Because Munchausen by proxy is abuse. Yeah. Like Yeah, absolutely. And she was like she would shout, scream and swear at Gypsy. Like we're gonna talk about it a little bit later where she gets like physical. Like there was lots of abuse going on, but Munchausen by proxy is abuse. And because this basically fed into her disease, Dee Dee basically ensured that Gypsy stayed the like tragic hopeless like completely ill little girl yeah and by this point gypsy knows that she's well she knows that she can walk she knows that she doesn't like that she can eat by herself yeah but she still thinks that she has leukemia so when Dee Dee's going to bed, Gypsy's getting up in the night and she's eating and she's drinking and she's walking around by herself, things that she would never be allowed to do in the daytime. Yeah, yeah. And how sad is that? It's uh, like, it's so weird to me because, like, from the moment you're like little, you're encouraged to walk. And it's this like big milestone that, like, people get so proud when their babies start walking. And, like, you want your kids to be, well, I'm not a parent, so I don't know, but I would assume you want your kids to be independent and to be strong and to be able to do stuff by themselves if that's what they want to do. So yeah. to have it be the opposite and being like, while I'm a, well, while I'm around you, you are in your wheelchair and you are eating through your feeding tube. Well, and what I just, I mean, I, I know that it is some sort of, Ill, like, it is kind of an illness, isn't it, having that Munchausen thing? It's a mental Mm-mm. illness. Um, so that's why I think I just can't understand how you could do that to your child, like make them have a feeding tube. Yeah. And like the trauma that feeding tubes bring because they, like it's something that gets surgically inserted into your body. Like it's not a little like... A little like, oh, we're just gonna like loop this through, like it was a proper. Well, I kind of feel like um, the fact that it was a proper thing made made the mum f- believe it even more. Yeah, or, you know, um, or or it was more believable to other people because it was a proper feeding tube and it was, you know inserted properly and all of that so other people wouldn't question would they no exactly you wouldn't question someone if they had that you would just you know yeah quite sad it like it's it's terrible and Dee Dee well she was very very sick and Gypsy was trapped she like she knew she was healthy but she was trapped into pretending by her 
mum who'd basically spent every waking minute of Gypsy's life as far as she could remember telling her that she was sick and telling everybody else that she was sick and so Gypsy thought she had no other option and she actually had tried to run away Mm. but Dee Dee found her brought her back and threatened to break her fingers if she ever did it again Mm. now at this point obviously Rod is ringing her on every birthday um to say happy birthday and he calls on gypsy's 18th birthday yeah and when dd picks up the phone she says to him don't tell her that she's 18 and he was like what do you mean don't tell her that she's 18 why can't i tell her that she's 18 and she was like oh she thinks she's younger that's so awful isn't it yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'd like to be younger right now, but mm. for someone to, I don't know. Yeah. And she was saying it that because Gypsy was slow, she couldn't understand that she was 18. But in reality, she'd been telling Gypsy that she, that she was a different age. And, and Gypsy wasn't... only found out how old she was after finding a birth certificate, which then I think apparently got lost in the hurricane but didn't she um didn't she um like take the calendars out of the house or something um she basically like made it really hard for gypsy to like i don't know if she necessarily took the calendars out but she deliberately tried to confuse gypsy about like what day it was when it was like she would celebrate her birthday but she would I, I reckon she must have done it when she was when Gypsy was little and couldn't remember, but she'd have been doing like the wrong birthday for years, so Gypsy yeah. just never picked up on it. Yeah, I remember. I'm sure there was something like that in the um, TV series about it, which actually is quite good if anybody. Yeah, as I'm advertising. Well, I like I like the TV series, but there are people close to Gypsy and Dee Dee that are saying that it's not 100% accurate. So well, I thought nothing it was really ever good. Is it really? Yeah, I thought it was really good, and I thought Joey King was spectacular in it. Um, but again, like it's it's gonna have fiction in it. It's not gonna well, be 100% accurate because it's for it's for um, I know it's somebody's life, but it's for entertainment, isn't it? Yeah, you know, really. But um, I think there's a couple of documentaries on this, however. Yeah. Which, like, if obviously if you want 100% factual, like a TV se- series is never going to give it to you no. unless it's a documentary. But yeah. I do have to say I did. Like, it's called The Act, and I think it's on Hulu. The Act. I've heard. I've heard of that actually. That's the one you've watched. Is that the one? Oh, do you mean the documentary? No. No, no, no. Um, the TV show is called oh, Act. Oh, that's why I've, I've watched it. But I haven't heard of the, t- the documentary. No, I'll try and find the name of it. Um, and yeah, because I'd quite like to it. watch that, actually. Yeah, me too, to be honest. I mean, um, with TV shows, they, they always, they never really 100% know what's happened. If, you know, so they do have to fill bits in, don't they? Yeah. And there's bits that like where it's only Gypsy or only Dee Dee, and it's like, of course, they're not going to know exactly what happened in that moment. Yeah, yeah. But there are interviews with Gypsy online, and um, we're going to speak about this at the end of the episode as well. 
Um, but the way how she's doing now is just a complete difference. Yeah, it's it's so I just find the whole thing sad, really. And so obviously we're at the point where she's she's knows she's not as ill as her mum saying, but she thinks that she still has some of these illnesses. She's tried to run away, but Dee Dee said no. She's got no hair, so that's not helping with her whole like. It must be a, like almost a sense of body dysmorphia, like knowing that you're healthy, but being forced to pretend that your body is not. And then also on top of that, having a shaved head. Mm. And then to make matters worse, the epilepsy medication that Dee Dee was forcing Gypsy to take made Gypsy's teeth fall out. Yeah. Which is like just horrifying. I like, don't know. I can't. I mean, obviously, we will never understand, will we? No. What goes through somebody's head is it's a, it's a very sad thing. It just makes me like it's something about teeth, like like I had with eyes in the last episode, but teeth falling out that freaks me out, mm. and I would be devastated if my teeth fell out because mm. again it's another thing that makes her look different yeah and it's quite a big thing isn't it I remember um obviously in the program again that there was a scene where they she was having her teeth taken out and it was so sad yeah because I think she almost felt like why you know why why have you got to do this yeah, and as she was getting older and realising that she didn't have some of these medical conditions, she must have thought, like, why are you doing this to me if I don't have this? Like, yeah. I don't know if she didn't believe that she had epilepsy, um, but I'm not sure. that She also claimed, uh, Dizzy also claimed that she had, I think it was, like, diabetes or something, so she couldn't eat any sugar, and it was, yeah. like, things like that which Gypsy found out from eating sugar basically and trying things um yeah. and if Dee Dee saw her eating any sugar she would like give her an epipen which is so dangerous and obviously this was having like an immense toll on on Gypsy's body whether mm. she was ill or not and it made it sort of easier for outsiders to believe that Gypsy was ill because Didi had basically malnourished her, which was stunting her growth. And yeah. then she had the wheelchair and the feeding tube and no hair. And sometimes she would even have an oxygen tank. So um, people yeah, were no, like, she like, can't be lying. Like, it didn't even cross anybody's mind that she could be lying. No, and she probably looked, she probably did look quite ill. She was fed all these, this medication that she didn't need. Yeah. You know, most people don't want to take the medication um mm. when they actually need it so to be given stuff and you know strong stuff and you know just medication that you shouldn't take unless you really need it yeah <clears throat> it's just so it probably was taking a toll on her it probably did make her feel quite poorly yeah 100% and the unfortunate thing is the more ill she looked the more doctors were believing what Dee Dee was claiming that she had however yeah. there were a couple of doctors that started to catch on yeah. and they started to be like something's wrong but the as soon as a doctor would question it Dee Dee was on to the next one mm. and she even changed her name at one point and it was literally I think it was 
I can't remember what she changed it to, but it was just slightly different. But the thing is, if you're searching up somebody's medical record or you're searching up somebody's uh, criminal background or something like that, even that slight change to a name. Yeah, you've got to have the right mm, name, haven't you? Yeah. Spelling and everything, I'm sure. Especially like we're talking like mid 2000s. Like it's it's it was hard to look anybody up, let alone if they changed their name. And. People were really starting to, obviously, everybody believed that Gypsy was ill, but where they'd got the um, Habitat for Humanity house and things like that, and they were starting to sort of make their way into the press and things, people were starting to really make sure that they did everything that they could for the tomb. Yeah. So they got um, free trips to Disneyland, and Gypsy would be dressed up as princesses with, like, the princess wigs and everything. Yeah. They got backstage passes to um concerts and basically thousands of dollars in donations. And they even had a hot tub in their Habitat for Humanity house. The concert that they went to was Miranda Lambert and they even had backstage passes. And then um Miranda sent Didi six thousand dollars. Blimey. And Didi basically took full advantage of everybody's um, generosity and basically swindled all her friends, neighbours and charities out of their money in in the pretense that it was for her daughter. Yeah. She would screen films at their house and charge people to watch them. And like I said, Rod Blanchard was paying child support and trying to keep in contact with Gypsy as much as possible but Didi was blocking every attempt as much as she could and she was lying about getting the money yeah well she wouldn't want him to see her would she because he probably would he might see through yeah and he had said that like he never necessarily doubted some of Gypsy's conditions but the way Didi was acting made him very suspicious Mm. And, like, the whole, like, oh, she doesn't know what age she is. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. Really... Usually, if, if you've got a child, even if they don't know what age they are, you tell them. You don't hide it. You wouldn't hide it from them. Yeah. And, obviously, we're at a point where Gypsy knows that she's not ill and she's really, really struggling, so she needs an escape. And the way she finds this is online. So she made a profile on a dating website and she met a boy called Nicholas Godjum. And in 2014, Gypsy told her neighbour that she and Nicholas had discussed eloping and that they were planning their future together. Right. And she also told the neighbour about her online sex life with Nick, which involved elements of BDSM and roleplay. And he had referred to his evil side because he and Gypsy had constructed this sort of like really elaborate fantasy life online that was basically done through like different Facebook accounts because Gypsy and Dee had one Facebook account, like a joint one. Yeah. And I think Gypsy had another in Well, she's not going to let her have her own, is she? No, not at all. So, like I said, they were a very sort of BDSM relationship. They were into that sort of imagery and stuff like that. And they had specific names and roles that they liked each other to play. 
and they also took pictures of themselves in costumes to send to each other. For example, Gypsy dressed up as Harley Quinn, who is a comic book character from DC, and posed with a knife. And it basically, where she had to do it in secret, and this is her first ever relationship, and she now is starting to suspect that she is older than she yeah. thinks she is. Uh, than she's being told she is these lines between what's real and what's sort of like their online fantasy are beginning to blur a little bit yeah well she's been so held back with everything hasn't she that you know she just so sheltered exactly and it like it's hard to sort of I don't know, it's hard to sort of understand the dynamics of relationships when you've never been around them. Yeah, yeah. And this relationship went on for two years in secret without Didi knowing anything about it. Wow. So in March 2015, Gypsy and Didi attended a screening of Cinderella. And their love for Disney was, like, very well documented. And... Didi and Gypsy would regularly sort of go to like different conventions and they would always be dressed like in some kind of Disney attire. Yeah. Often Gypsy being in like a full costume. Yeah. So Gypsy goes to this screening of Cinderella in a Cinderella dress and in a blonde wig. Now this is according to Gypsy's testimony. She had hoped that they could sort of arrange a meeting by chance between Dee Dee and Nicholas um, because she thought that that would help Dee Dee like warm to him and make her more accepting. Nicholas basically travelled all the way from Wisconsin to Springfield, Missouri basically to make this like chance encounter happen. Yeah. But it did not go well. Dee Dee was absolutely furious when she found out who he was. Yeah, I can imagine. And Gypsy actually told ABC News um, later that Dee Dee got jealous because I was spending a little too much time on him and she had ordered me to stay away from him. Needless to say, there was a very long argument which lasted a couple of weeks, yelling, throwing things, calling me names, bitch, slut, whore. And she even went as far as chaining Gypsy to her bed. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about Nicholas Godadon. <clears throat> as he is the third person in this case. Yep. So, in 2013, Nicholas pleaded no contest to disorderly conduct after police arrested him because he was, allegedly, viewing pornography on his laptop and touching himself inappropriately while at a McDonald's. Mm. He met Gypsy on a Christian dating website and was obviously living with his family at the time. And he, like, not much else is known about him. Um, yeah. Sort of before he met Gypsy, although it's been, like, reported that he's been diagnosed with autism, although I've not seen that, like, properly, properly confirmed anywhere. But... It's just speculation, then. Yeah, it's just speculation, but it is something that I thought should be pointed out. Yeah, well, if it's 
I suppose if it's been reported about him, then it's worth, you know, say it, but... Yeah. You said, you don't know for sure. Now, we're going to talk about the crime itself. Okay. So, on the tw- in June 2015, uh, Dee Dee was found dead in her bed. So, this is slightly after, sorry, I, I should have um, specified that. Um, she had been dead in her bed for days when she was found. And it was basically because there were disturbing posts on her Facebook page. Mm. And this was basically tracked to Gypsy, who was in Wisconsin with Nicholas. And they basically, the pair very quickly confessed to murdering her, to murdering Dee Dee. And this is how they said that it went. So Gypsy unlocked the door after Gypsy and Dee Dee had gone to bed and then texted Nicholas and said that everything was ready. Once he got the text, he went to their house and Gypsy handed him a knife along with gloves and duct tape. Gypsy testified that she hid in the bathroom with her hands over her ears um, while Nicholas stabbed Dee Dee to death. Gypsy told 2020, I honestly thought he would end up not doing it. She called out my name about three or four times and at that point I wanted to help her so bad, but I was so afraid to get up. It's like my body wouldn't move and then everything just went quiet. Dee Dee, like I said, was found several days later and this was after a Facebook post had read, The Bitch is Dead. And it was on their mother and daughter Facebook account. Yeah. There was also one that um, said that they had raped and kidnapped their, or raped their, her, the sweet little daughter or something like that. So really disgusting stuff. So were they trying to make out that someone else had been in and... Yeah, that someone else had been in and killed Dee Dee. And I don't know if... I don't know if they were trying to make it seem like Gypsy had been abducted, but that was police's first thought when they went in there. Yeah. Because Gypsy wasn't there, but her wheelchair was. So they were like... Neighbours were like, she can't walk. Yeah. Like, she can't do anything by herself. All her medication was left at home. So she, they were like, she, somebody has to have taken her. She can't have left without all this stuff. Well, this is the... It just goes to show people believe, believed her, didn't they? Yeah. And it wasn't, like, even when they tracked the Facebook post to Wisconsin and they found Gypsy and Nicholas. Yeah. People were stunned. Because and she could do all the stuff. Because that she could she do everything. Do. And it basically started, so they, they Nicholas had killed Dee Dee and then they took a cat a taxi back to Nicholas's motel and then basically then travelled on to Nicholas's family home in Wisconsin, which obviously was then where the IP address was traced to from the Facebook post. So they were arrested like mere days later after the police raided the home. And this was the first time that people saw that Gypsy could walk and that she didn't suffer from any of the disorders. Thing is, is that people, I'm wondering if they immediately blame, like, started to, to say that Gypsy was guilty of 
deceiving everyone as well. Yeah, they were angry because they were like, she's been pretending. Like, they thought that they were both lying. Yeah. Gypsy was almost immediately lumped in with Dee Dee. Well, yeah, she would be because she was, you know, an adult, wasn't she? Like, yeah. she was an adult for a while while she was pretending. Not, no, she wasn't pretending, but whilst this was all going on. Yeah. People were like, would be like, well, she's obviously in on it because she is an adult, not a child. Like, we've all been like mm. made to believe. And this is the thing, like, they were being told, like, she's slow, she's young, like, she's a child, she can't walk, she can't do this, she can't do that, and then she can walk, she's an adult, like, she was mentally very sound, she taught herself how to read by looking at Harry Potter books, she was smart, like... That's so sad, though, isn't it? It's so sad. When they were arrested, obviously, they both almost immediately admitted to it. Yeah. And Gypsy took a plea deal and was sentenced to 10 years in prison for second-degree murder. Nicholas was found guilty of first-degree murder, and at his sentencing hearing, Nicholas basically said that his motivation for killing Dee Dee was his love for Gypsy. He claimed that he was blindly in love and that it was always very much the case. Yeah. And in addition to his um, sentence for first-degree murder, he was also given a concurrent 25-year sentence on wow. uh, for armed criminal action. And, like, to the... Well, the article that I read that was from a couple of years ago, he's still saying that he loved... He loves um, Gypsy. Yeah. And that he wouldn't do it differently because he was so in love with her that he thought he was freeing her. Yeah. Well... He obviously is not quite right, but um, that's maybe how he saw it. Like, he saw her being kind of in jail by her mum, and not that I'm not... I'm not um, justifying it. Not justifying it at all, but I'm just saying that, obviously, the, you know, he, he had problems. Yeah. Um, and in his head, he was... He was doing a good thing. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't doing a good thing, obviously. Yeah, but he thought he was. That's how he saw it. Yeah. And this is the thing, like, Dee Dee is obviously the one who was killed and quite brutally murdered. But it's Gypsy that got the majority of people's sympathy once they it all came out what she'd gone through. Well, because I mean, when she testified at Nicholas's trial, she said everything that her mum made her do, every illness that her mum had faked, every pill her mum had made her take, like. And uh, you know, it's only because she was very bright that she really, like, realised that that you know her mum wasn't telling the truth. Yeah. Because if she wasn't so bright, she might have just carried on believing it. And I'm yeah. that she didn't have a life, did she? No, and this is the thing. Dee Dee's own father, her stepmother and her nephew, and Dee Dee's nephew agree that Gypsy had suffered enough at the hands of Dee Dee. They didn't think she deserved prison time. They re- have rejected Dee Dee both in life and in death. And basically said that her ashes should be flushed down the toilet. Oh, wow. 
That they don't want anything sense. to do with her. Hmm. They have also questioned, like I said, even more so, whether Dee Dee killed her own mum by withholding food when she was caring for her. Yeah. Now, Gypsy is set to be released this year. And for her part, she's absolutely, she was absolutely thriving behind bars. She was so undernourished that she actually gained weight in prison which is so unusual for people. And she had all these tests done to see what, like whether she had any of the conditions. The only thing she had was a slightly lazy eye and I think she was anemic. Wow, yeah. So she's had her feeding tube taken out. She's grown her hair out. And like I said, there's interviews with her on Dr. Phil where she talks about it. And this divides people because should she have gone to prison? Was she a victim? I mean, she was a victim. She shouldn't, obviously, she regretted, well, I'm saying obviously, you know, I don't know her, but Mm -mm. I feel like she regretted what was happening to her mum, but also it it was her way out because she was all, she was never going to be free. Like it, not. I'm not condoning what she did at all. I'm not condoning it at all. But she was never going to be free. Yeah, I agree. Like, obviously, I'm not condoning what she did or what Nicholas did at all. But I don't think Gypsy should have had jail time. I think she should have gone somewhere where she could have had intensive therapy I think that's what she needed she needed therapy and she like she just needed somebody to hold her hand and be like it's okay and like maybe like a like a rehabilitation program rather than a prison like she needed to be introduced to life and how everything like how she was going to cope with everything when she got out. I don't think she deserved as long in prison as she got because, yeah, she was part of it and the crime is absolutely horrific. But the circumstances, Dee Dee was slowly killing her. Well, this is it. I mean, this is, you know, you could argue that if if this hadn't happened, she would have been killed eventually because she was given a all sorts of stuff that she didn't need. And Mm. who's to know if all of those medications should even be taken together? Yeah. And, like, hardly any of the doctors noticed anything at all. Like, it was questioned once or twice, but she'd move on. And, like, Gypsy was in serious danger. To be so undernourished that when you go to prison you gain weight, is ridiculous and we've got like I think a couple of these cases will cover but you've got cases where people have been like trafficked and have shot the people who are like essentially like pimping them out yeah and have either gone to prison or gotten off because of the situation and I feel like that she was a victim like I said she needed intensive intensive therapy like and because she was a victim from since she was born. Yeah, exactly. Like she doesn't know what life is like. That's that's the black and white of it. Yeah, she probably did know that killing people was wrong and she shouldn't do it. But she didn't know anything about life. 
Like she had. Yeah, it, it's it's she probably it probably just thought it was her only way out. Yeah, she had no hope. Her mother chained her to the bed and threatened to break her fingers. And that this is only the stuff that we know about. God knows what she was like behind closed doors. And I honestly, I pray that Gypsy has had therapy and has been able to work on everything while she's been in prison. When, because, she, when is, is she due to come out? Uh, later on this year. I'm not sure of the exact date. She, like, she'll need help coming in. Oh, absolutely. To the, the outside world. And especially, like... She went to prison in 2015, I think this was. And think of how much has changed since then. Yeah. So, like, she didn't even know the world in 2015 because she was never out in it. Since then, we've had the pandemic. Like, we have a war going on, like, in Ukraine with Russia. Like, everything has changed so much. Technology is completely different. Like... The way people interact with each other is completely different. Like, it's going to yeah. be hard for her. And I honestly, I pity her. I feel really sorry for her. Yeah, and people yeah. who she's been in prison with have said that she is the loveliest girl. Well, let's hope that um, she will get the help she needs when she comes out. I really hope she does. And I really hope that she can go on to have a family or go to school or do whatever it is that she wants to do. And that she has a happy life because her first, like, 18, 19 years were hell. Yeah. She deserves The rest haven't been that great either, I suppose. Well, yeah, but my point is, like, even when she was out, it was hell. Like, she couldn't do anything. Mm. Yeah. That's my take on it. I'd like to hear other people's if you think different if you think that she deserved to go to prison if you think she deserves to stay in prison we'd like to hear what you think and why i mean her life was a prison wasn't it her life was a prison so this was the case of gypsy rose blanchard now i'm going to do a little note here from our previous episode about kellyanne bates i had said that um, James Patterson was up for parole this year. Um, it was in January and he was denied. Oh, good. Because I had said that I would find that out for everybody and I did um, look into it. It was in January and it has been denied and it has brought more attention to Kelly's case and got more people talking about the fact that he should never ever get out. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. We hope you've had a good week and we will see you next time. Yeah. This was Murders of Mum. I'm Katie. And I'm Mum. Bye. Bye. Bye.